Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for September the 15th, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Hey folks, don't look now, but we are speeding through the 2016 high school football season. I, I, I think it's safe to say that as we go into uh, this week's games, we are about uh, 25% through the uh, regular season. Of course, there's a lot more time to go between now and the state championship games. I mean, heck, uh, Alaska is playing week number six of its eight-week regular season, and they will uh, be crowning the first champs coming up here uh, later on in October. But what a couple of weeks it's been here in Southern California. I am just counting my uh, blessings that uh, this has been just a, a super run of high school football for me. And as you know, uh, longtime listeners, uh, my uh, career in high school sports dates back to when I first began broadcasting at 14 years of age in Eastern Pennsylvania. I've seen over 1,100 high school football games in person. And uh, these last two weeks as far as top-notch talent banging heads uh, nothing like it in my uh, my lifetime out here in Southern California and uh, it, it all started two weeks ago with the uh, the Honor Bowl uh, that raised money for veterans and awareness for what uh, these great military uh, men and women do for our country and uh, having a hand in bringing the teams from out east out here uh, helping Mark Soto do that we brought out IMG Academy from uh, Florida. They, of course, butted heads in one of the best games I've ever seen. I think it's the best game. I said that. The best game I've ever seen. A uh, 50-49 thriller, a defeat of uh, Corona Centennial, one of uh, California's top teams year in and year out. It was one with 12 seconds to go when the Ascenders went for two. And uh, we also had out here St. Joseph's Prep from Philadelphia, which uh, breaks into the top 20 this week at uh, number 20 in the nation. We had St. Joseph Regional from Montvale, New Jersey. They were ranked number 15 at the time, climbed to 13. They lost this last weekend to number 23, uh, St. John's out of uh, Washington, D.C. So we had those six games over three days and then last Friday the big battle one versus two in Long Beach here in Southern California as uh, our uh, preseason number one St. John Bosco got out to a 14-0 lead on number two Bishop Gorman and then uh, they extended that lead to 20 to 7 but uh, Bishop Gorman behind Tate Martell who put on an incredible performance I mean the guy's a gamer there's no two ways about it you can you can say things about what he says on social media and all that but uh, he's a baller out there and he uh, he went out and led the team with um, three touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown, and literally willed that team to a 35-20 win, which pushed the Gales to the top of the new High School Football America Top 25 rankings, which are created with our proprietary algorithm. We always release our rankings on uh, Sunday. We do the, the top 50, which is the top 25, and the other 25, which is 26 through 50. And uh, Gorman has now beaten teams from the big three states, beating Cedar Hill, number three at the time, in uh, Texas to open the season. Season. They then uh, went on to beat Coco from Florida, which was ranked in the national top 50. And then last week, taking down the uh, the former number one team. And they've still got some big games left. left. This weekend, they get Kahuku, the number one team from Hawaii. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, ranked number 11 this week, still on the horizon for the Gales. But uh, kudos to Tony Sanchez and company for the performance they put on here in Southern California. Great game. Uh, I said there were about 12,000 fans on hand. It could have been 15,000. 
14,000. It was a, a great atmosphere and a, a great game to watch and uh, got a couple of games are going to be going out to this weekend here. Big games in the Southern California High School Football America Top 25. Uh, tonight I'm checking out uh, number 6 Vista Murrieta taking on number 13 Jay Sarah and then tomorrow night a good one at Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo breaks into the national top 50 at uh, number 49 this week. They are number 4 in the Southern California Top 25 taking on number 11 in the SoCal Top 25 Long Beach Poly, the longtime power. So uh, boy, it's it's been a special uh, we, uh, season so far and week by week we keep getting great games and a lot of people circling that date of October 21st when Modern Day, which is up to number 3 here in Southern California in the national rankings, number 1 in the area, uh, will take on uh, number 2 in the area and now number 7 in the nation, St. John Bosco in the Trinity League. So uh, lots uh, lots ahead and uh, make sure you check us out every Sunday when we release the um, the top 50 and then we also do the top 25 from Southern California. We do the regional rankings. We've now got state rankings going on that are released throughout the week. We do our media compilation poll. Bishop Gorman number one there, a perfect 100 points as we take the polls from uh, USA Today's Super 25, the Max Prep's Excellent 25, and Prep Nation's National Prep Poll, and uh, compile it into uh, one poll. And uh, Bishop Gorman, the number one ranked team in our poll, is number one in the media poll as well. So make sure you uh, check all those things out. Uh, when we're not on the air, best way to keep up with us is on, is on the website at highschoolfootballamerica.com. We always tweet everything out at HSFB America. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash high school football america and also high school football america for instagram we've got our youtube channel we put up all of our highlights and you can check out those highlights from those two big games that i've been talking about over the last two weeks the img uh corona centennial highlights are incredible to watch uh, as are the uh, the highlights from last week's bishop gorman bosco game it's hsfb america for our youtube uh, channel as well and uh, you'll enjoy a lot of other things that we have up there, including a video, because Thursdays always throw, throwback Thursday, a video that uh, Trish Hoffman and I did back in 2010. We had traveled to Lowell, Michigan. Had a, heard about this game where uh, a coach there, Noel Dean, who's still a head coach, uh, decided while watching a Packers game and seeing uh, Brett Favre's wife, uh, Deanna Favre, wear a, a pink jersey when she was battling breast cancer, he decided that he was going to put all of his players in pink. Yes, in pink. You know, there's a lot of people that want to lay claim to this. I'm telling you, Noel Dean and the people in Lowell, Michigan are the ones that came up with this on the high school level. And it is a sea of pink. We went there in uh, 2010 for the game. We did a video that you can check out on uh, High School Football America. Dot com. I believe the video has now been watched somewhere 28, 29,000 times. And we really got to give you, you know, our readers a view, and our, our viewers obviously too, a view of what this game is about. They sell pink t-shirts to as the tickets to the game. So the entire crowd is, it's just a sea of pink. And you can check it out on our website. Uh, I tweeted out some pictures earlier today about Lowell. It, it is a fantastic scene. And on the back of these t-shirts, people print the names of loved ones lost to cancer. And right now, quite honestly, I, I have my T-shirt from uh, uh, Pink, Hour, Pink Arrow Pride 4 uh, by my side here. It has my grandparents on the back of it. It's a little emotional to talk about that right now. But everybody has this. And the, 
the ceremony as the players walk out in their pink jerseys and honoring either family members affected by it, uh, that have passed, that are dealing with it. And uh, in 2008, when they did the first one, the Pink Arrow Pride Project uh, has just blossomed. It is absolutely incredible what the town of Lowell does. After our video appeared, uh, the Today Show from NBC decided they were going to uh, that it was good enough to come out and cover. They did that the following year. Um, the, the people in this town are just absolutely fantastic. Uh, the first year they raised ninety-three thousand dollars, and they do a lot of things where it's not it's not for research. It's actually going back into the community, and it of course raises awareness. And now. Uh, the initiative has grown to date uh, for tomorrow night's game. Uh, they have raised $1.5 million off of an idea from uh, Noel Dean. And uh, I, I can't tell you how, uh, you know, I, I said the IMG Corona Centennial game was the best high school football game I've ever seen. I'm going to have a 1A and 1B because the first time we went, to Lowell, that may be there too. I'm not talking about the outcome of the game. Uh, Lowell won the game. They won by shutout. But uh, the bottom line is it was just something I had never seen. We went back there in 2011, and I thought what better way to uh, kick off the show tonight than a flashback to when we were there for the uh, the game in 2011. Uh, we were doing the broadcast then just via a, uh, a phone line uh, on... Um, and that's the way we did it. And we did it on the Artist First Radio Network at that point because we were building our website. And uh, we talked with Teresa Beecham, who was really the first one with her family to come to come rushing to Noel Dean's side, the head coach at uh, Lowell, uh, to, to, to rally the troops in the community to build this up. And I thought, you know, no better way to, uh, to look forward to tomorrow night's Pink Arrow Pride game and, and continue to build the awareness about this community event than by uh, uh, replaying that interview from September 8th, 2011, when I talked with Teresa Beecham. And we'll start the interview where uh, she describes uh, for Lowell, uh, those of you who do not know where Lowell is, it's outside of... Um, uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, is the best way to describe it, about, uh, I guess, 15 minutes or so outside of that. And uh, we'll start the interview with Teresa Beecham from Pink Arrow Pride uh, back in 2011, talking about uh, Lowell and talking about the game. Uh, sit back and enjoy this. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, five years old, but uh, it, it's going strong and getting bigger there in Lowell. And uh, uh, check, check, check out what these people have done in a very small community. It's what? High school football is all about. Here's Teresa Beecham talking about Lowell and the Pink Arrow Pride game. Lowell is just a stone's throw away from Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is a much more popular uh, area. Um, our, our full population is about 12,000. Our city is made up of about 4,000 people, 4,500. But our school district covers about 12,000 people. Well, that, that kind of sets it up, and now uh, let's set the scene for the listeners and tell the listeners, I said a little bit about the Genesis where Coach Dean uh, was sitting in front of his TV and, and, and came up with his brainstorm of an idea that's exploded. So okay, let's tell a little bit, talk about the Genesis of the Pink Arrow Pride game. How did it all get started? Absolutely. I understand with Noel sitting in his living room and watching Deanna Favre from afar during a football game, uh, up in a, you know, a press box, she was wearing a pink jersey with Favre on her shoulders, 
and he just started imagining what it would be like to ask his young football team, his varsity football team, would they be brave enough to walk out on a football field against an opponent wearing pink jerseys in order to honor people that have walked a cancer journey or have been lost, have been have survived or have lost their battle against cancer, carrying their loved ones on their shoulders, their names on their shoulders rather than the team's um, name. And uh, his varsity team rallied around the idea. Uh, they were honored to be able to um, carry a loved one's name across their shoulders. And so the whole beginning um, started snowballing, and we um, thought, gosh, a lofty goal of maybe selling a thousand t-shirts. Maybe we could raise ten thousand dollars in this community, get people pinked out in pink t-shirts to support our team, um, uh, honoring their loved ones and their friends, and um, with a goal of ten thousand dollars in mind that first year, we had a net profit of ninety-six thousand dollars when all was said and done. I know it's a baseball term, but I consider that a home run. That is that is an incredible number, and and you know we should explain to the listeners that uh, basically uh, you the, the the fans buy the pink T-shirts. That serves as the ticket into Friday night's game, uh, which tomorrow night will be uh, Lowell taking on uh, a team from Muskegon, uh, Muskegon Puffer Reefs. Um, you said you you really kind of cracked the 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 record wide open in that first year, but then year two, and then last year year three you kept going so how many t-shirts have you sold over the last three years we've sold an incredible a credible an incredible amount um last year we just just fell shy of 10,000 units in one year um you know we have a lofty goal of trying to do that again this year we're a little a little bit behind uh the ball the ball game right now but um, we've still got a full day tomorrow to sell, and sales were terrific today. But I, our community just rallied around this whole idea of wearing pink just because everyone knows somebody, and um, they wanted to sh- show their support, and uh, it's, been, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about what the money goes for in that. I mean, folks, I, again, I've been here now three times. We've got, you know, pink T-shirts on their uh, their showboat in the Flat River. They've got T-shirts on the lamppost. They've got uh, every business has these T-shirts out front. There's pink ribbons on, on the, the doorknobs. And, and as I told Teresa and, and all the good folks here, there's nothing like this in America. And I've traveled this country far and wide, and, and, and it's truly a, a one-of-a-kind event. The Today Show will be here uh, uh, tomorrow to to put something uh, on that will be on next week but let's let's talk about this that you know it started as a football game coach dean started it with an idea but you've kind of really grown this so so now you've got a lot of different things and and you've got education and you've got soccer and volleyball so tell us about um the pregame festivities and let's start with the education about what you do with these young students throughout the week to kind of get them you know uh, educated on on what it's about as far as cancer care and prevention Absolutely. The first year, we took on the responsibility of educating our high school students about cancer awareness and cancer prevention. Our first medical partner, our only medical partner these four years, has been St. Mary's Hospital in Grand Rapids, the Lax Cancer Center. 
And with the education piece being age-appropriate for high school students, there was such a reception to that idea. The second year, we partnered with another organization called Gilda's Club. There were only two Gilda's Clubs in Michigan, the largest in the country being in Grand Rapids, the largest and most active. Then there's another one in the east side of the state, um, in the Detroit area. And Noel asked if Lowell could possibly rally around and um, and create our own Gilda's Club. And... Um, it all happened in about seven weeks. We were able to do that. And so between Gilda's Club, uh, with a ribbon cutting the same week as our Pink Arrow game, and the help of Lacks Cancer Center, we are now educating our students K through 12 age appropriately. And not just this first week of school, but we continue the education throughout the school year. And um, the, um, the student reception to this whole idea has just been phenomenal, and with the help of the hospital and Gilda's Club, um, we're just we're hitting the education pieces from, from all avenues. You certainly are, and uh, we're talking with Teresa Beecham of the uh, Pink Arrow Pride organization in Lowell, Michigan, uh, talking about tomorrow night's Pink Arrow Pride game. Uh, the, the red arrows turn pink for one night and, and raise a lot of money and awareness, and I, I had an opportunity yesterday to actually go into all the schools and see these age-appropriate uh, presentations. And i got to be honest, I, uh, I did not have a dry eye. I kept having my lens fog up as I was videotaping it, and you'll be able to see some of that video on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com coming up. Now, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about that. You, you did the incredible thing of starting that Gilda's Club, and, and I think you did it in less than six months, and, and somebody told you it should have taken two years. Um, you've, you've raised all this money, nearly three-quarters of a million dollars between uh, actual cash and in-kind donations. So how is the money used? How, how are the individuals on the journey with cancer helped by all this money that you've raised? The, the largest percentage of the money goes to Gilda's Club because all of the programming in this location, in this clubhouse, as we refer to it, it's a stately farmhouse in Lowell, right in the city limits, that has been totally remodeled from floor to ceiling. It's open for free programming to anyone that walks through the door. The, the, um, the person does not have to be a resident of this Lowell area or our school system. They can come from anywhere. Walk in and enjoy free programming. And this is, um, you know, Gilda's Club is a little bit different than a lot of different organizations in this country. So many organizations are out there battling um, uh, to find a cure for cancer. Many other organizations are raising money to medically um, support other organizations. With Gilda's Club, this is all about the emotional support to not only the person that is walking a cancer journey, but the programs support the entire family. And they also have another um, avenue that they uh, specialize in, and that is emotional support for anyone that's walking a grief journey. It does not have to be because of cancer. It can be because of another illness or accidental death or um, um, automobile. Any type of grief journey that someone is wa walking, Gilda's Club is there to emotionally support the family. 
and they do a great job. And then there's the other side of the coin, and we talked about this because uh, you, you and I went around yesterday to all the schools, and, and the fact that we all know economic times are tough, uh, cancer treatment is, is very expensive, it, it really impacts families. So you guys even step up with little things, like if the, if the cost of gasoline is too much, you know, on, on the travel to, to do these, uh, these treatments, or if, you know, food is, is an issue where they're putting money into, uh, you know, their treatment versus being able to buy food. You guys are there with that helping hand as well, correct? That's absolutely a, a second large portion of the dollars raised go to Pink Arrow Family Assistance. And as you mentioned, we do all types of different things. We try to lessen the burden for any family on a cancer journey. Um, so many families are making multiple trips to hospitals for treatments. It's not unusual for a patient to have to journey back and forth 30 or 40 times to a hospital during a treatment session. Um, we've given gift cards for gasoline. We've helped with home mortgages, with property taxes. Um, we've helped with car payments. And um, all, just whatever is a priority in a family's life that we can lessen a burden, um, we, we give family support, uh, financial family support from the Pink Arrow money. The third category that the Pink Arrow money goes toward are two particular scholarships. One is a medical scholarship for students that have graduated from Lowell. They're Lowell alumni, and they have graduated from a four-year college, and they have been accepted into medical school. There's uh, scholarships given each year for that, and this year we happen to have three scholarships, three medical scholarships that are being given, and the other scholarship is in honor of Kathy Tallis, who was a longtime uh, career teacher in Lowell and a coach, and she battled cancer herself for many, many years, and her, her um, legacy here is remembered by many of her past students and athletes, and uh, a scholarship is created in her in her honor also. You've got all the bases covered, and if you're just tuning in to High School Football America tonight, we're uh, talking with Teresa Beecham of the Pink Arrow Pride Game. If you're saying, well, this isn't football, what are we talking about uh, cancer care for and, and helping people? Well, the, the fact of the matter is this tiny little community has taken a high school football game and turned it into something that uh, kind of bonds this community. I've used the term, this is kind of like Mayberry on steroids, if you will, with what you guys have done for the community. And we will have uh, your quarterback, uh, Gabe Dean, who is coach. Dean's uh, nephew coming up to talk a little bit more about the game itself, but uh, let me just kind of wrap up with the, the hypothetical question here. You've grown it every year, as you said. You know, this year, you know, you've got your big goal. Things are a little slow. That could be economic, but you know, how big can this event get? Uh, because it's it's more than a football game right now. It absolutely is more than just a football game, and that's kind of a, a slogan that our coach Noel Dean uses. He has included other. Um, Sporting events. Um, this year we are featuring an outdoor volleyball game right inside our stadium before the football game starts. We also are taking on a, um, a challenge with a, com a competing school to play soccer in our stadium also before the football game. We've um, had tennis tournaments. We've had cross-country um, competitions that have ended in the stadium in front of huge, huge crowds. And um, we hope that um, 
in years to come, and it may not be uh, real distant years, we'd love to see a phase two go on to our Gildas Club, um, adding on to the existing building that we have, um, including the arts, including other things that heal families and heal patients. And um, we'd just love to see a, a phase two come to this, um, to this event. Once again, that's a flashback interview to September 8th, 2011 on High School Football America. Teresa Beecham uh, talking about the Pink Arrow Pride game that will be played on Friday night in Lowell, Massachusetts. It's, uh, I think it's generally always the second Friday, and uh, Lowell will take on Ottawa Hills from Grand Rapids. Uh, it is just an incredible event. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. I, I would you know, encourage everyone to go to their website at pinkarrowpride.org. Uh, great cause, you know. Donate if you can. This is uh, truly the, the the best example of what high school football does for a community and what a community does for high school football. There's no two ways about it. Again, go to pinkarrowpride.org. It all began in 2008. Noel Dean started it all. Go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to check out our video from 2008. And I know I've got some video uh, lying around here. I think I may try and dig it up and put some of that out. Uh, coming up here over the weekend, I'm going to tweet some pictures out of uh, my T-shirt and uh, the uh, the pink crowd that uh, was there when we were there in, in 2011. Just an absolutely spectacular event. All right, let's uh, take a look ahead. What a weekend it will be. Uh, the last two have been great. No doubt that this one's going to be another great one. Again, the uh, new uh, top 25 and the other 25, meaning the top 50, come out every Sunday. You can check it out on uh, highschoolfootballamerica.com. A, uh, a big game uh, within the uh, the top 25 this week that will shape it. We mentioned it at the top, St. John's. College High School out of Washington, D.C., number nine. They started number 39 at the beginning of the season. They will travel uh, to uh, Florida to take on IMG, number two in the nation. Uh, what, a, what a schedule. Our uh, strength of schedule in our algorithm shows that St. John's has the toughest schedule in the nation as they play five of their first six games against teams that were ranked in the preseason uh, top uh, 50. As a matter of fact, if I really think about that, I think it's actually five of the teams in the top 25, uh, and they're part of that uh, very tough uh, Washington Catholic Athletic Association conference that uh, a couple of weeks ago you heard uh, uh, Coach uh, Bob Malloy talk about, and Bob's at uh, Good Council, and I, I don't know if I congratulated him or not, but he won his 400th game uh, with his week one victory, uh, Good Council number 23 in the national rankings, but a big one for St. John's uh, this week. They can really uh, buffalo, uh, you know, buffalo themselves, so to speak, uh, running over competition. They've already beaten number 11, Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Pittsburgh Central Catholic was preseason number 11, I should say. And then last week they beat then number 13, St. Joseph Regional out of New Jersey. They're a perfect 3-0. Another big game in the top 50 uh, this weekend, and you can check out all of the games in the top 25 and top 50 by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Will be the, uh, the battle for the Carolinas down there, the Carolina Clash as number 10, Mallard Creek. North Carolina looking for their fourth straight 
big school uh, championship there, taking on South Point from South Carolina and Rock Hill. That will be a dandy. And don't forget, you can keep up with all the scores tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. We've got many ways to do it as we partner with uh, ScoreStream. They give you live, up-to-date scoreboards. Uh, you can get the app and go and score at the games yourself. Go to scorestream.com. You can buy the app. It's actually free, I should say. You're not buying it. You can get the app at uh, uh, Google Play and in the iTunes Store, and you can score along. But uh, they also have created our Top 25 scoreboard that you can follow along each and every day. The top 25 teams are playing. And we have state-by-state -state scoreboards. That's really, really cool. So are you a Maryland football fan or are you a Wyoming football fan? Are you, it doesn't matter what state you're in. You want to see your score? Go to our uh, navigation tab. It says scores. Click on that. It will give you each state that you can click on and get each and every uh, one of your scores throughout the night. And you can also search your favorite team score there as well. So uh, make sure that uh, you check out ScoreStream at ScoreStream.com. And that's a good uh, segue, I think, into uh, all of the uh, partners that uh, join us here on the show tonight, uh, beginning with Crossover. Uh, get your game film broken down for you. Boy, these guys are getting it right, folks. It's CrossoverWithAK.com forward slash HSFA. Five-minute free demo. You'll have more time on the weekends with your family, and you'll have time to coach. Yes, more time to coach. Basically, let, let's look. Let's face it. Basically, the mean meaning of the word coach is you coach, uh, not to sit there and break down game film and tag it and do all the things that you do with it. Let Crossover do it for you, and uh, they just do an awesome job. Um, also, Echo, Echo sixteen twelve. How many state championship teams last year used Echo on their sidelines? Instant replay, eight seconds after the game, uh, the play was completed. A lot of them. I think it was near one hundred teams have used it. If you're not using instant replay on your sideline, you have a competitive disadvantage. And Echo, well, they are the ones that created the instant replay system. Don't let anybody else tell you that they created it. Echo did. Chad Cargill, who's been on the line here uh, before, he's a coach. Coaches designing technology for coaches. It doesn't get any better than that. And you're going to hear, coming up in just a little bit, you're going to hear uh, Troy McAllister, the head coach at Phillips Academy in, uh, on the south side of Chicago, talk about uh, something we did. We hooked them up with um, uh, Echo for the year, the Echo system. We hooked them up with a free year of crossover. We also hooked them up with the TDI razor, the debris inhibitor uh, razor that keeps those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. Um, the reason we did that, Troy McAllister uh, started a, a, he didn't start the program. He took a program that had 12 players in it and in a very short period of time, five years, led them to a state championship, a 4A state championship in Illinois. And this was a kind of a ragtag team, folks. But he was able to get that program in shape, get it up to 90 players on the, uh, on the roster. And they uh, have made it to two straight state championship games, winning it last year. And this is one of the poorest neighborhoods in the city of Chicago. 95% of their kids are considered underprivileged and are, are you know, getting free meals, free lunches at the school. And uh, Troy McAllister is going to join us and talk about how these great sponsors of ours came to the fray to help. And basically, um, High School Football America has adopted this team because it's such a wonderful, wonderful story. Uh, they became the first team in three decades to win, over three decades, to win a uh, state championship in Illinois with... Um, 
uh, from the Chicago Public League with not a lot of help. You'll, you'll hear about, uh, if you go back and listen to our old interview, how uh, the players have to share shoes. Some of them had holes in their shoes. This is, a, this is an incredible story, folks. I mean, it is, it is the true Friday Night Lights with a great feel to it. And we're going to have Troy McAllister coming up here in just a little bit to talk about that. And that leads me into the TDI razor, the debris inhibitor razor, keeping those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and giving you the great look of spatting without the high cost of tape players. Uh, $19.99, that's what it costs to buy a pair, and they will last you all season. It's not just for turf. It's also for real grass. You'll hear Troy McAllister, Coach McAllister, talk about that coming up as well. Get a discount on your, your order by using the code HSFA when you go to TDI Razor with a U R A Z U R TDIRazor.com uh, to get your uh, your pair there. They come in uh, nearly 20 great colors. You can put your logo on it, coaches. It's you've got to check this product out. It is blowing up, and 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 trust me when I say this thing is going to become. Huge, because I know it's going to become huge. Also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Another partnership year with the good friends there at USA Today uh, with Josh Barnett and company. And you can uh, check them out at usatodayhss.com. They've got their uh, all their rankings, football and everything else. Uh, Super 25 coming out on Mondays. Follow them on Twitter at USA Today HSS. That's their handle there. So I think we've got all the business done except for telling you the other guest on the show tonight. We're going to talk some Jersey football with the team that's number 31 in the latest national top 50 at High School Football America, Bergen Catholic, the Crusaders. From that great area of football, you know the names, Bergen Catholic, Don Bosco Prep, St. Joseph Regional, DePaul, Paramus Catholic. I don't want to leave any names out. I'm going to because I'm not going to go through them all, but... Nunzio Campanelli is going to uh, join us uh, on the back end of the show to talk about uh, the team that's off to a 2-0 and start. Uh, they've, uh, they've had a, a real good run, but uh, they're really trying to get back to that uh, title town uh, area. It's been, I think, about 11 years since they won a state championship there, and the Crusaders uh, have a big game coming up uh, tomorrow night against DePaul. So uh, check out all of the games that uh, are coming up tomorrow night and tonight. And don't forget to check our live scoreboards by going to ScoreStream and going to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com where it says scores. So anyway, I think I've got all the business out of the way. Now it's time to uh, bring in all of our sponsors again. These are great guys, guys that have reached into their hearts and helped the Phillips Academy uh, program. So what we're going to do is you're going to listen to these great sponsors. And by the way, you know, come on, engage them. Uh, check them out. Go to their website. You can get to the website quite easily by just going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Click on the banner ad and you'll get there and you'll get something uh, that you can use to become a better high school football team. So when we come back, we are going to talk with Troy McAllister of Phillips Academy, the defending 2015 Illinois 4A champs. Yes, they did it from the Chicago Public League. First time that happened in over three decades. And Troy's going to talk about uh, a two-in-one start for his team against some very tough competition and what lies ahead. Can they defend? Can they get back to their third straight Illinois State Championship game? Troy McAllister, when we come back, you're listening to High School Football America, America's premier high school football talk show. We've been around since 2011. No one else can say that. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. 
This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football.
USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports once again teaming up for great national coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Don't forget to check out the Super 25 that comes out on Mondays at usatodayhss.com. Well, as uh, promised back in uh, August when I had uh, the coach of uh, Phillips Academy out of Illinois on the line, we're going to keep up with what the Wildcats are doing throughout 2016. Before I bring uh, Troy in here, just to give you guys a recap, if you didn't listen, uh, Chicago Public League School, the first in over uh, 30 years to win a state championship last year, uh, located in the Bronzeville uh, section of the city on the south side, one of the poorer neighborhoods, and Troy has done some incredible things uh, since uh, coming down from Canada, so to speak, to <laughs> coach in a very, very tough neighborhood, and he started with, and I, I will probably check this again, but I think he started with 12 kids, the program's up over 90, uh, Undefeated last year, back-to-back uh, -back appearances in the state championship game, state quarters three years ago, and they're off to a 2-1 and one start. We're going to talk about that as well, but uh, welcome him in because I've gotten to know him very, very well over the last uh, month and a half. Troy McAllister, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you having me on again. It's always good to have you on here. It's been it's been fun to to watch the season evolve, and and maybe that's where we should start with everything because it is about football. Uh, we were talking about a lot of things before. You were you graduated, you lost some talent, but uh, you, you get off to a two and one start, which included a, a a loss against Fenwick in the in the season opener. They're from the the tough uh, Chicago Catholic League. They're undefeated at this point, but give us a little snapshot of how the season's gone so far with the two and one start. Yeah, we you know the, we started with a tough loss to Fenwick. We had the lead at halftime, uh, just couldn't hold on. Turnovers and some special teams and penalties, uh, you know, recipe for a loss. Uh, we, we rebounded uh, with a big win over Richards, who was a, a traditional uh, suburban uh, power in in, in uh, Illinois. And then we had a big win last uh, Saturday night over Simeon, who was the uh, traditional public league power. Uh, and all the teams you know were were four A class. Uh, Fenwick 7A, Richards 6A, and, and Simeon's 8A. So it's really preparing us as we come in this Friday night to our conference play. And then you know, if we reach the magic number of six wins getting into the state playoffs. Talking with Troy McAllister, Phillips Academy in uh, in Chicago there, coming off a, a 4A state championship, playing that up schedule. And, and, and you know, Coach, certainly, uh, may, like I said, I think you said the number was 12 when you started there about six years ago. I mean, did you ever envision yourself playing schools like you just mentioned there, uh, let alone maybe playing a full schedule with 12 kids, I guess? Yeah, I, I think you, you, you kind of dream about it. I think every every coach has that dream of, you know, hey, we want to play the top competition and the top teams and not only play them but compete. Uh, and, and the fact that we're going in week in, week out, you know, competing and then, you know, having a chance to win just makes, you know, makes things even better. Um, you know, when the first the first year, I'm not sure if that vision, it, it got pretty cloudy for a while. <laughs> um, but as we've progressed, you know, you, you kind of, each year up your competition and your level and and uh we, we the schedule this year we definitely could have backed off a little bit and said hey let's play a team we kind of know we're going to get a win against but i think for for the long term you know championship 
goal of this team, it was better off playing those bigger, tougher schools that are going to push us and be a greater challenge and, and prepare our team long term. Coach, when we talked uh, back in uh, just it was just before I believe you opened uh, a fall camp, um, you talked about um, you know keeping the kids focused because certainly back to back appearances in the state championship can get you puffing the chest out a little bit. So so how have things gone as far as you know maintaining that focus and realizing that you guys are now no longer a sleeper? You know, there's a bullseye out there in your chest. That that's been the biggest difference this year. Is you know we, we kind of crept up on people and. And we were kind of the, the, you know, for lack of better words, we were the hunter. Uh, and now we're the, the hunted, so to speak. And I think week one, we realized that, you know, Fenwick's a, a you know, like you said, they're in Chicago Catholic League, which is probably the best conference in Illinois. And they beat us. And it was their home game. And th- they were going crazy, the team. It was like they had won a state championship. And that's when we kind of, as coaches, and I think the players realized, hey, we, there's another level we have to push to. Uh, we can't sit back and expect things to come to us. We got to go get it. And, and I think last weekend uh, against Simeon, you know, we scored the winning touchdown with 17 seconds left, and you could just see our guys. They wanted it. They they knew this is what they had to do. They took the game instead of kind of waiting for it to come to them. Talking with Troy McAllister tonight, Phillips Academy, uh, in, on the south side of Chicago, first public league school in a long, long time to win a state championship last year, a 4A, champion, say a 4A state championship. Uh, if you want to hear that other interview go back, you can really learn a lot about what uh, coach has gone through, what the kids go through there, uh, uh, predominantly an African-American school, a very uh, poor section of the city, although a great historic uh, part of the city uh, when it comes to music and, and beyond. And we're talking about uh, the start to 2016 and uh, we're going to talk in a little bit of, of how we've tried to help out a little bit there because uh, I have a real passion for what Troy is doing. I mean, he is uh, the reason high school football is blossoming at this school, and it's it's really kind of what the heart of high school football is about. And, Coach, we got you to get some names in there on the last interview, but let's let's update the player you know, and the people on the players. Uh, who are some of the kids that you're seeing some good things uh, from by name and, and why you think that they're doing some things that may lead you back to that postseason and, and, and defend that state championship? Yeah, our quarterback, uh, Jabore Gibbs, is a junior. Um, you know, this is his first year starting. Uh, the first game, he had a great first half, and then he had two interceptions in the second half. Uh, and since then, he's rebounded. Uh, he threw for almost 300 yards last week and rushed for close to 100 uh, and had a huge game. And, and you can see his development week in, week out. And, you know, I am talking about some stats, but the biggest thing I look at is he's becoming the leader and the team's responding to him. And ultimately, for, for a quarterback, you know, they're, they're measured on wins and losses. So for, to see that for the young man, that development as a leader, as a, as a, as a man, and to see that the other young men, you know, getting behind him and following him makes a big difference. Uh, I think defensively, um, our big D tackle, Chris Elmore, a uh, Western Michigan commit, uh, got banged up in week two, uh, didn't really practice much last week, and came out Friday night and played a heck of a game. Uh, and made a big difference for us, toughing it out on the field and, and fighting through an ankle injury. Uh, and then, you know, our other uh, D1 commit in Dexter Warren at Northern Illinois, uh, he, he's kind of, you know, given Warren Island, just like Rebus Island teams are, are staying away <laughs> from him, and they, they won't throw the ball towards him. And I think last week, I don't know if he had one ball thrown in his direction. Uh, you know, he kind of said he was bored after the game, but I told him that's, that's a good board to have. I mean, that's, that's showing a lot of respect for that young man. 
That's good. And who are some of the kids uh, that uh, you see uh, coming into to blossom? Because again, you had some holes to fill. Let's get some of those kids' names in there. Yeah, you know, we, we've the O line and receiving core is, is where we kind of lost the most from last year's team. Um, and I think we, a senior Jermaine Rodnax really stepped up last week. He, you know, had over 150 yards receiving and a touchdown. I uh, had a huge catch on the last on the final drive. Um, to kind of put us into to scoring range. Uh, and then we also two sophomore receivers that are starting on the varsity level, uh, Joe Thompson and Fabian McRae, who are making a big difference. Uh, and then also, obviously, like I was saying, on the O-line, you know, there's four new starters there. And, and you can see the difference in the play up front from week one to now, just the, the, the confidence, you know, knowing what they're doing, gelling together. Uh, our center is the one returning player on that, that unit. And Darius Lee, and, and he's a senior, and he makes all our calls, and he's really taken on that leadership role with that group to get them right. And after week one, he kind of took it on the, the personal challenge for himself to kind of make sure they all knew what they were doing, and it's been a big difference for us. And we're talking with uh, Troy McAllister tonight on High School Football America, um, head coach at um, at Phillips Academy on the south side. And like I said, I didn't want to repeat too much of that first interview, but as we move through here, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions um, that, that pertain to that old interview. And again, folks, you can go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to hear a much extended interview with uh, Coach McAllister that we did uh, before the beginning of camp. But um, I mentioned, you know, one of the poorest sections of the city, and, and you guys have been able to just overcome that I, I think it's good to repaint that picture a little bit about some of the things you have to overcome and we don't have to repeat everything but just a little bit about you know how far your practice field is what your your field is like you can't take concessions kind of give a little snapshot to the listeners uh, of what it's like to be a, a a coach at Phillips Academy and a player at Phillips Academy well like, like you said before you know we're in a low-income area our school is 95 percent of the students are on free or reduced lunch um, we're probably African-American school. It's about three-quarter of a mile walk for us to get to our practice and, and game field. Uh, it's an open field turf park district field. Uh, there's no gate. We can't get concessions. Obviously, there's no there's no ticket money. Uh, but on Friday nights, we, we kind of get a rocking up there um, and do the best we can. Uh, we're doing what we can with what we have. I think, you know, we've been really bl- blessed with some generosity from a few people that have kind of helped level the playing field for us. And it's probably a good point for me to jump in here and talk about uh, what you're uh, referring to there. Uh, Once we had uh, learned a little bit about uh, Coach McAllister and his boys there at uh, Phillips Academy and what they've overcome and what they're up against, uh, we know the Chicago landscape very well. Uh, Trish Hoffman, my uh, longtime uh, girlfriend uh, after almost 19 years, probably say wife and uh, business partner. Uh, She's from there. Uh, We do a lot of charity work there. We've lived there a couple of times. Uh, We know what's going on in Chicago, and it's horrible, 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 the the amount of violence that's going on uh, in the various regions that uh, are, are, you know, on the the south side and the west side. We we thought it best to uh, try and help, and we kind of quasi-adopted uh, Phillips Academy, and what I did was I picked up the phone to some wonderful people that we've been associated with for a long time, and that those are the ones that you hear at the beginning that I talk about uh, uh, the TDI Razor folks uh, crossover and uh, the good folks at Echo. And I said, you know, we need to do something to uh, to help them out a little bit here, and uh, if you can find it in your heart, and I don't even think I got more of uh, than if you can find it in your heart, and each and every partner of ours came to the came to the table and said 
we'll give them whatever they want. So uh, uh, the debris inhibitor razor people gave uh, 90 pairs of spats uh, to the team in the, the color that they needed. Uh, Echo stepped up with an instant replay system that uh, the, these guys are now using, and you'll hear in a second how, how much it's been helpful. And uh, Crossover also came up with a, a free year's worth of Crossover game film breakdown for them. And I know, Coach, that uh, you're just very, very appreciative of everything that they've done and uh, just would love to hear a little bit more about uh, how, uh, how all of our uh, sponsors have, have helped you out here uh, early in the 2016 season. You know, last week uh, we, we, we had a couple struggles in the first half uh, on, on offense, uh, we were able to get that instant replay and make our adjustments. And in the second half, um, we gained over 300 yards uh, just from kind of picking up what the defensive front was doing and getting that visual visual cue. You know, a lot of times you rely on what the players are saying, but with that sideline replay, I mean, it makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, so, again, the, the echo, I think I might have said crossover, but the echo makes a huge difference for us. And then in terms of game prep, the crossover film breakdown, man, uh, you know, we've, we've had huddle and, and it's great, but to get the actual feedback with the numbers, with the data, with the, the, the different information, I know our D coordinator has really upped what he does. Uh, you know, one of the key stats when we look down is third down percentage and getting that from crossover and seeing right away, like, hey, man, we're, we're doing great on third down. We're getting off the field. Uh, we're no huddle on offense, so my, my challenge to our D coordinator is get me as many possessions as you can get, uh, and we're going to have some success. Uh, and one of the things we'll look at is how many three and outs we get, and then now we've upped it to the third down percentage. And and the little things we've been able to to gather and through the generosity of people, um, you know, is making a huge, huge difference for us. Yeah, and uh, just so people know, and this is not self-serving, uh, when I heard about the Phillips Academy story and, and what Troy had done coming down from Canada and really uh, taking kind of a, a, a ragtag unit with 12 players, and I don't think that's being disrespectful. I think Troy appreciates why, what I mean when I say that and, and bringing it up. Uh, I just felt like it was time for High School Football America after six years to adopt someone. We've kind of adopted him. So as everyone knows that listens to this show over the past six years, uh, we've got great sponsors and crossover and Echo and Southern Sport with their spats. And I just picked up the phone and I said, you know, you, you got to help these guys. And they came to the to the fray with uh, not even questioning it. It was like, Jeff, whatever, we'll do it. And uh, I'm just so glad that it's happening and helping you out. And, you know, uh, the spats are more of kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a look thing. And we know kids always want to look kind of fine and all that. So let's uh, talk a little bit about how the kids felt when you got the spats in there, the, the razor to keep the, uh, the pellets out of the shoes. Yeah, so the spats at first, I think some of the kids were like, you know, we, we like our style. We want to show off our, our cleats. And I'm just kind of sitting there. We, we didn't make it team issued at first. You know, we, we hand them out if you wanted them, you had them. And then after we had our, our inner squad game, and probably about half the team had them on, and they were really hyping it. Like, man, these are great. And a couple of the guys, you know, when you get those pellets in your feet, they're rubbing up, and in the, the August days, it's real hot. So, you know, it starts almost blistering your feet. Uh, and since then, all the boys have actually taken on the spats and the players themselves said, hey, everybody's going to wear them. Um, and it's been great. Uh, it makes a big difference. I, I don't think people realize how much impact getting those pellets in your shoes have during the game. You know, kids at halftime are dumping them out their shoes. Uh, and even if you're on grass, I mean, you get mud, you get grass. This keeps everything out. And it keeps your foot, it gives you as smooth a surface as possible to, to cut and maneuver with, with your feet. 
for someone with a, with ankle injuries where they've got tape on their ankle, different things like that, it stops and it prevent, like, prevents irritation that, it, that can even occur from those pellets getting up under the tape or even loosening the tape shot. So it, it's made a big difference for us. And like I said, the boys made it team issue on their own because they saw the impact that it actually had uh, for them during the game. Well, I, I, I'm just so excited because the, the people that we partner with are people that are real good people. And uh, to hear that makes me, uh, I had a smile. I have a smile on my face. I had it throughout you talking about uh, Echo Crossover and, and Southern Sport. And to them, you know, in this segment, I just want to say thank you for stepping up. And I guess the, the big question now, uh, Coach, is uh, the, the Wildcats are 2-1. and one. You've come through that tough uh, non-league schedule. Tell, tell me a little bit about the things you want to see over the next several weeks weeks that'll let you know that this team is ready to get back to the postseason and, and try and defend that 4A title. Yeah, now the big thing for us is, is trying to get our depth to where we need it to be. You know, the first couple of weeks with the big games, we, we kind of were limited in how many guys we were playing, um, you know, not not expanding as much as we normally like to. Uh, but now that we come into conference play, um, you know, we're, we're trying to expand that depth and create more opportunities for some of those young guys to come and say, hey, show us what you got. Show us that you can be a special teams player in a state playoff game or show us that you can, you know, be a, a number two on the depth chart and not a number two with an asterisk which says put somebody else in, number two where you can actually go in and play. That, that's what we want to see and then expand our depth on our team. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, is making sure that we put ourselves in the best position possible in the state playoffs. You know, we're 2-1 and one going into conference play. You know, we, we'd love to run the table in conference and then come out our season at 8-1 and get a higher seed in the state playoffs. You know, getting the higher seed means more home playoff games. And, and some of the road atmospheres in the state playoffs can be pretty intense. Uh, so, so that's our goal there. And we got a tough opponent this week, uh, Friday night at, at our place against Westinghouse. They're 3-0 and on the season. Um, they're new to our conference, so we don't know a whole lot about them. Um, they're athletic and they're big. That's what I do know. Uh, so it's going to be a big challenge. And, and, you know, if we can come out victorious Friday night, it kind of sets the tone for conference play and, and getting us prepared for uh, our ultimate goal of the state playoffs. Yeah, and those uh, crowds on the road in the postseason get a little bit more vociferous when they know that they can uh, end the season of a, def- a defending state champ. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. We'll uh, uh, check in a couple of weeks from now and see how everything's going. But uh, congratulations on the great start, and um, you know, congratulations on everything that you do for those student athletes there and uh, on the south side of Chicago. They they need you, and boy, you've uh, really given them something that that is uh, it's hard to buy. You can't buy hope, and I think that's what you've given them. So congratulations on the start we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks thanks again jeff really appreciate everything you're very welcome all right troy McAllister at uh, phillips academy there on the south side of chicago we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to head to the north side of jersey number 31 in the poll this week in the national top 50 created by our proprietary algorithm time to talk some bergen catholic football with nunzio campanelli that coming up you're listening to high school football america Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. 
Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest 
advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2016, High School Football America teaming up with USA Today to bring you great national coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Super 25 comes out every Monday. Check it out at usatodayhss.com. And speaking of national rankings, time to uh, go to the state of New Jersey where uh, for a long time they've been playing some darn good football that gets them in the national rankings. Uh, this week in the High School Football America National Top 50, Bergen Catholic, number 31, Nunzio Capanelli is on the line right now, the head coach there. Uh, a young team coming into the season, uh, but they had enough uh, to, to have themselves in our proprietary algorithm National Top 50, and Coach is on the line right now to talk about uh, a good 2-0 and start to the season. Welcome to the show, Coach. Uh, thanks for having me, Jeff. Yep, absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about um, uh, you, you know what you had coming back. Uh, you, you had a quarterback that got some time because you had an injury to your four-star quarterback last year in Johnny Langan. But let's uh, let's kind of just start with uh, what you had coming back and, and what you were able to work on during fall camp that got you in position to uh, to to have a good start to the season. Well, you know. We lost a lot of like of our more high-profile players, but we brought back a bunch of guys that were role players last year, and we were hopeful they would really step up. Guys like uh, Jamel Johnson's been a three-year starter for us at corner. Ship Ron uh is our middle linebacker. He's a fantastic player. Connor Hebler uh, is our tight end. Andrew Vito's a slot. The Palmer twins on defense. So we brought back about seven or eight guys, C.J. Jaramillo and on the line but we lost a lot of great players. And these kids, these older guys, have really done a great job of stepping up and you know, kind of showing all these young guys what it takes, the work it takes, the commitment it takes in the summer. We really had a great camp, and uh, they really did a great job helping those young guys uh, start to get going. Talking to Nunzio Capanelli tonight on uh, High School Football America. He is the head coach at Bergen Catholic. And, you know, one of the things that you've built there is tradition. Uh, is, is this a sign of what you've been able to, to do there as far as, you know, uh, kind of plug in parts when, when you lose some good parts? Uh, well, I think, you know, the kids take a lot of pride in the program. They take a lot, a lot of pride in representing uh, what the guys before them have done. You know, honestly, they, they've been playing pretty good football here long before I got here. So, um, I, I would say that uh, it is something that I think is really important uh, to the kids to maintain that tradition. So when they get here, you know, they really want to work at it, and they seem to really enjoy working at it. Their commitment level, like you know, when freshman football ends, their guys are saying, hey, I can't wait to get in the weight room and be a part of, you know, that, that next group. And, you know, this year we just have a younger group of guys doing it than normal. Normally it's a lot of sophomores becoming juniors that are the new guys stepping in. And this year we have, 
bunch of sophomores and two freshmen that are contributing a lot. And, you know, so I guess that's, that's a little different, but it is a testament to the history of the program and, you know, how excited the kids are to come in and get to work as soon as the season ends. Let's talk about your junior quarterback, uh, Johnny Langham, who uh, got a lot of playing time last year as a sophomore when your star, uh, Jarrett Garantano, went down with uh, with an injury. And he's now at Tennessee, of course, as Jarrett, the four-star uh, athlete there. How much did it help coming into the season to have Johnny have that much experience? Uh, tremendously. I think, you know, last year he was just kind of winging it. I mean, he was a starting wide receiver. And we just said, hey, you know what? We think this guy gives us the best chance to win. He's a tough athletic kid. But at least having been in there, he understood how difficult of a job it was. So I think he really made a great commitment to the mental side of it as well as the physical side. And I think that's paid dividends. I don't know if he would have understood that had he not had that opportunity to go out. And, you know, he, he started five games. I think four of them were against teams that were, you know, pretty highly thought of. Oh, I mean, all five, all five of them were very highly thought of. I think four of them were nationally ranked at some point last year. So uh, it says a lot to have to go in and do that, you know, to beat St. Joe's and DePaul and, have to start against Don Bosco, that type of stuff, I think is uh, you know, a great challenge to a kid. And he, he gets to see how difficult it is, and it really helped his preparation this offseason. Number 31 in the High School Football America National Top 50, uh, Bergen Catholic. We're talking about the Crusader football tonight here on High School Football America. And uh, big game coming up against DePaul, and we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I mentioned Johnny was injured last week in your win. Uh, tell, him, tell me a little bit about uh, the injury. I know it's an ankle injury. I, maybe you got to stay away from uh, <laughs> quarterback ankle injuries, it sounds like. But what's his status? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, just a little bit of a, you know, he kind of just got a, a low shot on the ankle as he was diving for the end zone. His foot got stuck in the ground, but, uh, you know, he's going to be fine. We're, we're hopeful that he could play tomorrow, but if not, then he'll definitely be ready to go next week. Just an ankle sprain, but he's worked really hard to get back. And, you know, it, thankfully it's nothing serious. You know, what happened to Jarrett last year was, I mean, you know, from the kid's perspective, almost tragic, you know, how hard he worked to, you know, to have an opportunity to try to compete for a state championship and then to, to go out and get injured like that uh, right in the middle of a senior year is pretty tough. That happened to him two years in a row. Nunzio Campanelli on the line tonight, uh, Bergen Catholic football center stage right now. You mentioned uh, some young kids in there. I, I love uh, the Star Ledger and what they do with NJ.com when it comes to high school football and coverage. I saw a nice little article this morning uh, that said introducing uh, Ramir, I guess that's the way you pronounce it, Johnson, uh, your, yep. your sophomore. Tell me a little bit about him and why he uh, he was written up as Mr. Do-It-All in the article. Well, he kind of had a little bit of a breakout game last week. He uh, busted like a 30-something yard touchdown run, blocked a punt that set up a touchdown, returned a kick for a touchdown. But honestly, we've been expecting that. He's a super talented kid. He's a tremendously hard worker. And you know, we've got another great sophomore back in, in Josh McKenzie who's gotten a lot of attention. And Ramir uh, has kind of flown under the radar because like most freshmen, he wasn't ready to be a varsity player last year. But uh, as a sophomore, he's, he's more than capable of uh, holding his own and competing out there. And I really think that he will be, uh, if we're going to have a great season, he's going to be a huge part of it because he's so explosive. I mean, he's he's probably the fastest player already to ever play Burton Catholic. I mean, they timed him at, you know, low 4-4s at Boston College last, you know, last summer and, you know, not exactly uh, usually known for being a really fast surface. And he could really run. And he's a great athlete on top of it. He's a great competitor. He's a great worker. He's a great student. So he's got a lot going for him. Let's talk about some of the kids uh, you mentioned at the top, some of the guys coming back. Who are some of the younger kids uh, by name in different positions that uh, we want to give a little props to here that uh, you're, you're excited what they've shown so far and hopefully develop through the rest of the regular season here get to get you to the postseason? Sure. 
Uh, in our junior class, uh, you know, a lot of people know about Johnny Langan, but uh, Dylan Classy has had a great start at wide receiver. He's already got three touchdowns through two games. Uh, he's really done a great job. Uh, on the offensive line, we have three juniors starting that, that are really, you know, really doing a great job. Uh, I, I'm sorry, two juniors, Kevin Kennerson and Secure Faith, and I think really have, you know, a lot of great football ahead of them. And then on defense, we've got a linebacker, uh, Javante Jean Baptiste, that's yeah, kind of really just coming into his own. He's going to be a great player. He's about 6'5", about 200 pounds. He's got a great frame. He's a really tough kid. Um, but we have a safety, Cade McDermott, that uh, really is, uh, you know, he's getting better every day. And, you know, that's pretty cool to see when you see those guys really make that improvement from their sophomore to junior year. Then in our sophomore class, we, we've got, uh, we've mentioned Josh and Ramir. We've got Antonio Alfano starting on a defensive line. Uh, he, he is you know, he's a monster. He's like six, five and a half, like 270 pounds as a sophomore. And, uh, then Aeneas DeCosmo, uh, is playing defensive end and he's got a great future probably as a tight end as well. He's, uh, also starting for us on the defensive line. Um, we've got, uh, another sophomore running back, Wade Unger, that's going to play a ton for us. Uh, he's a re- great wrestler. Uh, you know, he'll probably have an unbelievable future in wrestling, but he's a heck of a football player. And, um, you know, so it, and we've got two freshmen playing for us. We've got a, a lineman, Brian Felter, and a safety outside linebacker, Jordan Morant, that both are, you know, they're two guys that really are really explosive young players that are going to do a great job and really a host of other young guys. We only have about seven seniors or eight seniors really starting, although we do have a bunch of contributing. So it's interesting. Ranked number 31 right now in the High School Football America uh, Top 50. And uh, whenever we've had you on the show or we had uh, Augie Hoffman on uh, the other week and all that, we, we've got to talk about the landscape. Uh, it's a little change there. It's not the Big North United, but I think the title they gave is probably appropriate for you guys up there, the, the New Jersey Super Football Conference. And you have the United Division there. Uh, any, any comments other than you might have been able to schedule games a bit easier this year than in years past? Well, you know, I think there's a lot of teams that, you know, we're putting some great teams together and give teams potentially great schedules year in and year out. Now everybody's playing St. Peter's Prep, who has always been a great program, and they've been playing uh, in Hudson County. We've played St. Peter's almost every year, so um, we're happy to continue that. So our schedule really hasn't changed much. Uh, my brother's the head coach at Seton Hall Prep. We, we're now in the same league as those guys, and that's interesting And uh I have a, my brother Nick is the offense coordinator at DePaul, and we'll be playing those guys every year now too. So uh, that's always interesting. But uh, I think that what it's really done is it, it those programs are only just going to get better because there's a lot of talent here, and they're great schools. And I think that they have an opportunity by playing the competition they're playing um, to really you know raise their profile from a football standpoint. And you know DePaul is a great example of that. You know they they did a great job of you know developing that program over the last five or six years and. You know, they've really turned out some great players and, and won three straight state championships. So I think that by putting teams together, you know, it's a little scary probably for teams in the beginning that maybe aren't so sure they're ready to compete. Mm-hmm. But very much like DePaul, in, in two or three years, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, a school like Seton Hall Prep is, you know, all of a sudden on the national scene because they're in a great area, they're a great school. Um, you know, they have a lot to offer. So it's, it's, it'll be interesting how this uh, – how this shakes out, but I think it's going to make teams better. I don't think it's going to make them worse. Yeah, I was just looking, just saying that uh, you guys have been traveling the country a couple of times here, so <laughs> maybe it looks like the schedule has a little less travel. You're not getting the frequent flyer miles this year, I guess was my point to it all. But uh, we're Oh, talking- no doubt. We made, it, we made out like bandits this year. We didn't have to go anywhere. We had to drive to Pennsylvania. <laughs> 
you know, they're about an hour away, so that wasn't so bad. Yeah, you took down a good Pennsylvania team, and Archbishop uh, Wood there. We're talking with Nunzio Cavanelli tonight. Uh, Bergen Catholic, uh, a program that he's taken and, 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 and risen up there, and uh, you, you actually stole one of the things I was going to talk about, which is your brother, but uh, that on back-to-back weekends where you got the, the rivalry against Bosco, and then you have to play your brother. Uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no cupcakes on the schedule, but what I was going to say is t- tell me a little bit about uh, what that week is like prior to facing off with your brother in uh, Seton Hall. Well, last year was the first time we played them in the playoffs, and um, it it was uh, you know it, honestly it's not great. I mean, you know my, my brothers, I, I'm very close with all three of my brothers and my sister, and to have to compete against them uh, is tough. My brother Anthony coaches at Boston College. He he had uh, coached at Don Bosco when I first came here, and my brother Nick, as I said, I'll be playing against him at the Paul this Friday night. So, uh, you know, my father somehow brainwashed us all into becoming football coaches so uh but, but uh you know you know being the head coach i think it's you know it's an interesting dynamic and not only that his his quarterback uh is our wide receiver coach's son and and you know Vito and i's you know one of our best friends our whole life uh you know so it makes an interesting dynamic you know our wide receiver coach has to coach against his son you know uh so all that stuff is it's crazy it's very uh incestuous i guess but at the same time it's only a game and it's a, it's a great thing you know i mean to see a lot of people that love the game and you know all kind of competing against each other and you know we've basically done nothing but compete with each other or against each other our whole lives so it's you know it's fun to do it uh on that stage i guess too yeah, just no, uh, no, no. Sit down, happy, happy uh, dinners before the game. I guess is the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, maybe after the game. Yeah. <laughs> Talking Bergen Catholic football here on High School Football America tonight, number thirty-one of the uh, the national top fifty for us. And I know you've gotten some uh, decent rankings in some of the others there, although they don't do the top fifty. Uh, they, I think we've talked about this before, but you know, what does it mean to your program to to be kind of mentioned in, in the various media outlets when it comes to national rankings through the years? <laughs> Well, you know, I try to explain to our kids, and there's upwards of 15,000 high school football teams in America or something like that. And, you know, to be considered any time around like the top 100 and to play teams that are in the top 100 is, uh, it's an unbelievable, it's an honor to be mentioned there, but it's also an unbelievable opportunity for our kids to know that they get to go out and compete against the best. And, you know, I think it's a great thing for our kids. I mean, it, most kids in college don't, my very few kids get to play college football, nevertheless, you know, get to even when they go to go travel all over the country, play on television. And our kids have had a lot of really great opportunities because of football. They've seen some wild places, you know, and I, I, you know, since I've been here, we've been to Louisiana, we've been to Utah, we've been to Florida, we've been to, you know, you name it. And it, it's pretty cool, you know, for kids to get to see some of that stuff and see that, you know, the kids there are very much like the kids here. They work hard, they love football, they play hard, you know I mean? I don't know when else I would go to Bentonville, Arkansas, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know that, that's, not a, that's not a direct flight from New Jersey, I'll guarantee you that. That was a rough trip, but, uh, but you know what? It's a great experience. What an unbelievable place, what an unbelievable program. So uh, I really think that our kids are really fortunate to be considered among that, and I think it means a lot to them to represent our area and to represent our school. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's really... Uh, you know, I, I think very few kids get to experience it, so I we try to tell our kids to cherish it. 
Yeah. I think they do. Yeah, no, and, and I think Walmart needs to start a, a direct airline flight out of Jersey to <laughs> Bentonville. <laughs> I don't know. They, they don't need any more money. But anyway, let's uh, let's yeah. ra- let's wrap up here as we discuss Bergen Catholic football. Obviously, you know, injury bugs are something you must stay away from. That's for every team in the nation, no doubt about it. But what are some of the things that you're talking about right now that you need to clean up to get this team, you know, through the regular season into the postseason and then make a run at a championship? You know, on the field, I think we have to obviously just continue to improve fundamentally and understand you know, our jobs better. But I, my biggest concern for our team, I've told them since the day we started, is we know we have talent. Uh, do we have the maturity to go out and compete week in and week out? I, I, very few high school teams compete week in and week out like you have to in our league, where every week, you know, if you're playing at that level, and every week everyone you play can beat you. And that's probably my biggest concern is, you know, the second somebody starts saying something good about us, do we have the maturity to continue to, to really work with that, you know, passion, desire, excitement to get better? I think we do, but, you know, it's it's not always easy for 15, 16, 17-year-old kids to keep that focus. And, you know, that's the big thing that our coaches are talking about is, you know, trying to do it better today than we did it yesterday, trying to get better, you know, every single day. And I think if we do that, we got a chance to be really good because we, we do have some really talented guys, and they, right now they're working really hard. I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed with the effort they've given so far. So hopefully we can continue that. And, you know, obviously we got a huge game Friday night. And it's, it's one game at a time, and, and especially in this league, it's, it's really one game at a time. So that's probably our biggest thing is, you know, being mature and staying after it every day. Beauty of high school football, that's for sure. And, you know, before I let you go, and if I'm putting you on the spot, you can deflect this question. But uh, before we started taping this interview, uh, I, I saw some guys there in New Jersey kind of getting the beating the drum. Uh, Mike Quick, who, uh, you know, former NFL player with the Eagles and a great broadcaster. I've met him several times. I guess he's been uh, taken off the broadcast there, and he's a great supporter of high school football. And I've got a little hashtag, you know, bring back Mike Quick. But any 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 thoughts on Mike? Because I, I believe he's a great supporter. And like I said, if you don't want to answer it, fine. But I think you might have something to say about it uh i've known mike since i've been in high school uh he's an absolutely great guy and uh he's done probably more for high school football in this area than than probably anybody to promote it and you know i try and tell our kids a lot of the opportunities that they have a lot of the exposures because mike kept publicizing the football we were playing 15 years ago and you know he, he really you know what he's done for high school football in our area is second to none and because of that you know, the, the idea that he wouldn't be out there being the guy that's representing these kids is a shame. You know, he, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a great advocate for, uh, for kids, for high school sports. He's done a great job of football, basketball, across everything. But he's really done a great job of football. And, you know, I have a, a long, long-standing relationship with him. So, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll work out for him. He's too good at his job for yeah. somebody not to, to want him out there. But, you know, I, I don't know that the people that are making that decision really understand uh, how impactful Mike is on you know the high school sports community in in the tri-state area. Yeah, and that's why I brought it up because he he certainly is that, and it's genuine, and that's uh, hard to find sometimes uh, when you play at that level to come back down and really enjoy this level of of the game, and he does. So I'm I'm glad you you were able to say a few words there because I want to kind of kind of get the little focus on Mike. Probably have him on the show here in a in a week or so. But uh, coach, continued success with the program there. Uh, good luck uh, tomorrow night against DePaul, and and thank you always for uh, you, you're always with me on on Twitter there. I love it. So I I I, I feel like I'm you know I'm in Southern California, but I get that. Jersey love, so it makes me feel good. So thanks for that, and have a great rest of the season. All right, thanks for having me. 
Nunzio Campanelli, the head coach at Bergen Catholic, joining us here on High School Football America tonight. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thanking you for always being uh, there, making us the uh, number one high school football talk show in America. We've been doing this since 2011. Uh, as we uh, get ready to say goodnight here, we want to let you know that uh, you can keep up with all the scores tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday by going to our state-by-state -state live scoreboards presented by ScoreStream. And uh, all you have to do is go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, click on scores. We have the state-by-state -state scores, and then we have the top 25 scoreboard. And you can check out where all the top 25 is playing this weekend by going to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is HSFBAmerica on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com forward slash HighSchoolFootballAmerica. Our handle on Instagram is HighSchoolFootballAmerica. I guess you get the point. It's about High School Football America. We are High School Football America. And uh, we're just uh, excited for a big weekend of football here in Southern California. Going to check out tonight the big game in Southern California, number 6 versus 13, Vista Murrieta versus number 13, uh, Jay Sarah. And then tomorrow night, a showdown between number four and number 11, Mission Viejo, hosting a longtime power here, Long Beach Poly, ranked number 11. Mission Viejo breaking into the national top 50 this week at number 49. Again, we put out our rankings before everybody else does. I'm not saying they're following us. I'm just saying we're first. And that uh, comes out at uh, noon Pacific time. On Sunday, we also release our Southern California Top 25. And then on Monday, we get out our uh, regional rankings. We begin putting out our state rankings, and they're released throughout the week. And then you also have the uh, media compilation poll that we put out on Tuesday. That combines our poll, which is, again, if you've never, ever looked at it, or sometimes people don't even read it, they start complaining, saying it's an opinion poll. It is an algorithm, which means the computer's doing all the work. But we combine ours with um, USA Today's Super 25 and with Max Prep's Excellent 25 and with PrepNation.com's National Prep Poll. And that's how we put together our media compilation poll. That comes out on Tuesday. So I, I think that's a lot of football when you're away from the game to keep you all uh, interested throughout the week. You can always... Uh, also, uh, email me if you got a story out there. i got a couple of really cool stories that just came in today. Uh, just uh, email, me, email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Again, as we go away here, uh, we want to thank all of our partners, ScoreStream. Go to the game tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and score along. Let everybody know how your favorite team's doing. You can get the uh, ScoreStream app. It's free in the uh, Google, Google Play or in uh, the iTunes store. Also uh, brought to you tonight by the fine folks. And, and all these three that we're going to mention right now have stepped up and helped the Phillips Academy team. If you didn't hear the interview late earlier, uh, we had uh, Troy McAllister on, the head coach from Phillips Academy, uh, in a very poor neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. And in the last two years, they've made it to the state championship game in 4A. 8A is the biggest, so they're kind of there in the middle. He had 12 players when he started back in 2010. He's got 90 now. Uh, it, it is one of the poorest neighborhoods in the city of Chicago, and they became the first uh, Chicago Public League school to win a state championship in over 30 years last year. So Crossover, Echo, and the Debris Inhibitor Razor, the good folks at Southern Sport, stepped up and gave them free, free instant replay, free spats, free game film breakdown. I can't say enough about our partners. They are special people, and uh, please uh, patronize them uh, by going to uh, their various websites. Uh, and uh, you can do that by just going to highschoolfootballamerica.com, clicking on the banner ads, get that free five-minute demo uh, from Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Uh, use crossover.com forward slash HSFA 
to get your free demo and uh, let them know that uh, we were the ones that sent you there. Also, uh, you know, Echo, uh, over 100 teams last year, or nearly 100 teams, won state championships using Echo. If you don't like competitive advantages, well, I guess don't get instant replay. If you do, you better get instant replay. Echo1612.com is where you go for that. And again, the uh, debris inhibitor razor. You know what? I've been walking on turf fields for a long time now, and each and every week I come home, my feet hurt. I've got to kick out the uh, rubber pellets uh, before I walk in the house. Otherwise, they're going to be all over the place, and quite honestly, it kind of looks like mouse droppings. If you don't do that and you just do it inside, uh, it, it will give you the, the good look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Tape rolls are about $4 each, so please patronize these very good people that have their heart in this game of football for the right reason. And our final uh, thank you tonight is to USA Today High School Sports, and uh, you can check them out at usatodayhss.com. And the final thing before we go away is what we started with, and uh, I just encourage you to go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to check out the video that we did back in 2010. It is Pink Arrow Pride Time in uh, the city of Lowell in uh, Lowell, Michigan. It is a great event. I, like I said, you know, if, if IMG and Corona Centennial was the best high school football game I've ever seen, we're going to make the Pink Arrow Pride 1B because it is a sea of pink. Uh, it is just a great event done for the right reasons and, um, you know, helping, helping the community cope with cancer that uh, affects us all, obviously. So check out that video at highschoolfootballamerica.com. And if you can, go to pinkarrowpride.org and donate to the good folks there in Lowell, Michigan. They started it, you know, they, they began it, and um, a lot of followers, but Noel Dean and company, and uh, Teresa Beecham, who you heard in that flashback uh, interview that I did back in 2011, they, uh, they were the ones that kind of lifted this itself on the shoulders, and uh, uh, we were just lucky to be there in 2010, and I'm going to tweet out my, uh, my Pink Arrow Pride 4 t-shirt coming up here in just a couple of seconds. So that's going to do it for tonight. Everybody, enjoy the games this weekend. When you're, uh, when you're back home and you want to see how your next opponent did, uh, just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com and check out our live state-by-state -state scoreboards. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from sunny Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America.